0: Don't have a pre clip. No, no one. said anything funny.
1: Yeah, we should oh, just. Are you, you recording?
2: Yeah, let's just keep. Let's keep this talk going.
1: About, talk about how you not drinking coffee has made your bowel movements more solid and sturdy. I I will refrain.
0: Welcome back to Half Past Goon. The date is March seventeenth, twenty twenty three. I'm Steven Venata, followed by my two beautiful baby boys. Thomas Murdoch.
1: That's me, guys. And Joey Piccarello.
2: I'm a super beautiful baby boy. Yeah. He's,
0: he's got a baby face. Joe's got a little baby face. That's why you need to check out the YouTube. That's the only place you could see Joe's, Joe's face. Yeah, if
1: you're not watching this, you're missing out. Yeah. Boys,
0: tell me what's going on.
1: You mean, like, in general or, like...
0: No, like deep personal life, like what oh. is going on?
1: Hmm. hmm. Well, Good
0: question.
1: You know, I've been thinking a lot lately, Stephen. Have you? Um. I know you usually like to start the podcast and introduce us, but hmm. um, I think we should. I think we should hire somebody to do that for us.
0: Really? Really? Wow. Well, can you give really? me like the cost analysis of why that would be beneficial?
1: Well, cuz I think we should like um oh, yeah. hold on he's reaching.
2: He's reaching. <laughs> Wait, is fiber still a thing? Is fiber? <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah, can we can we get like a like a, an intro voiceover like guy you No, know we need we need a song.
0: Wait, no, I'm li- mouth okay. open right now. That would be So funny if we got someone famous to do the intro. Oh
2: yeah, or the cameo.
0: That would be like easy TikTok. Easy TikTok, million views. We, We got, what's the guy? What's a famous Italian guy? Big Time Tommy? I think that's the one. We got Big Time Tommy to open up our podcast.
1: You think Al Pacino's on Cameo?
0: I mean, all of them need an extra buck. Who doesn't? Um, I actually heard you guys were in the proximity of a, a very special Italian boy.
1: Which which Italian? Ron. <laughs> oh.
0: Ron goof goofball. Could could you tell me? It's true. Uh, does Florida smell like? No, it's actually yeah. yeah it, <laughs> I got actually the where,
1: it's where woke goes to die. So I went to Florida. And I'm actually like a super conservative now. Oh so it'd be kind of a different dynamic. Your woke
0: just died.
1: It it instantly vanished as soon as I stepped into the Sunsign State. Wow. Yeah. I've never been
2: woke, so I would never (laughs) like
0: (laughs) Um, something else that has vanished other than our wokeness is Silicon Valley Bank. Oh.
2: Overnight,
0: I'm sorry, guys, we got to get into news. I I know it hurts. Overnight, essentially, Silicon Valley Bank, one of the most prominent banks for startups, uh, tech startups, and really just any small business with high investor capital, um, has blown up. It is not here today.
1: So sad. If you watch Fox News, it's act—it's also the wokest bank, but...
2: That's true. It is a woke bank. <laughs> how do you delineate what's a woke bank? And what's I don't a, know how a bank can be woke. I don't know how a bank could ever be woke.
0: I think most banks are actually woke, though.
1: Interesting. Hmm. How so, Stephen?
0: Like, my mom works for Bank of America, right? Right. And if you go on their webpage, there's all tons... Of stuff about like how they're promoting diversity, right and like people of color. Like I the see. only bank I wouldn't see as woke is like JP Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> like that's such old white money.
2: Yeah. Like Bank of America is not old white money. Thank, thank Is you, that man. what you're saying?
0: It is, but they're diversified. When you think Wasn't J- Bank
2: of America used to be a much bigger bank and then they got broken up? Did they? I don't know. The Bank of
1: South America, <laughs>
2: Bank of Americas, the know. Bank of Americas.
0: Um, but Silicon Valley Bank.
2: This right. Was, oh, kind
1: of
0: this was Sorry, not go. a a small bank by by any means. Silicon Valley Bank was, I believe, it was between fifteen between the fifteen 15th- the 30th place of the largest banks in the u.s yeah it's
1: it's it's got 209 billion dollars in assets i think is is what the number was before they failed Mm -hmm. compared to to jp morgan like you said which is like a three trillion dollar bank it's mm -hmm. it's not a huge bank but it's it's not a small bank no so
0: run me through let's go through the timeline how does a bank in the united states fail at a time like this something that we haven't um, seen in a decade
1: uh, well, I think it's it, it boils down to a pretty simple problem, which was, I mean, as you remember, the the Fed raised interest rates. We all remember that big news story.
0: Might happen again. They might do it
1: again it, uh, in the coming month. I think they're talking about that. But so, Fed raised interest rates, and usually it's not a problem unless, of course, you've got all your money tied up in U.S. Treasury bonds, mm-hmm. which which is what the Silicon Valley Bank was kind of doing. So they they had a they had a little bit of an issue there.
2: Yeah, it's like they had so many low interest treasury bonds that basically became useless once rates started getting hiked up, as Thomas just said. Um, and there was also a fun little Peter Thiel led group chat, mm. uh, where me- these these me- mega billionaires and. Whatnot? They all talk about where they're keeping their money, and uh, I guess somebody sent a text and was like, "Hey, this bank's not doing great." And then everybody was like, "All right, let's pull all of our money out of there, like right yeah. now." And then no, I'm actually, I'm actually the in that group chat. <laughs> really?
1: Yeah, I send I, I I send memes mostly. Oh, they must love that. Yeah, they do. I like to send the Trump dancing meme. <laughs> That always gets a big, a big, everybody likes that
2: party laugh. Yeah, Yeah. everybody, everybody gives the thumbs up to that one. Yeah. But
0: essentially, Mm -hmm. these multi millionaires, these giant tech startup CEOs pulled the rug out from this bank. So they weren't doing great. Like, as you said, they invested in some, you know, not so great investments that in the long term, could have hurt them but for the most part i think the analysis is that like the bank wasn't gonna fail at least anytime you know soon it was okay but then in this group chat you know someone (laughs) starts raising questions about the bank and takes one Uh uh-huh and then they all follow and they all follow one guy pulls out and then one after another these giant CEOs pull out all of the money, all of the funds for their companies and like that, it's a bank run.
1: Yeah. I think the issue also was, so this, we know this company invests in tech startups. They, they can hit on a couple and make a lot of money, but tech startups, I mean, there's always going to be a market for it, but they've kind of, they've kind of slowed up. There's not as many big, big hitters these days as there used to be back when tech was new and exciting. So it's not only that they're not hitting as many home runs, but it's also that they weren't really doing they weren't investing anywhere else. They were just saying we're going to do tech startups and just treasury bonds because those are safe, those will never fail. Those will never become an issue for us in the future. And they were just being kind of lazy and just and you know and you know Fed raises interest rates all of a sudden, their their safe investments aren't so safe. You got an issue.
2: Another thing I understand about Silicon Valley Bank was that they had this sort of like almost incestual relationship between their like people who are depositors and people who are shareholders. Mm. Because they were the same people, basically. People Mm. who were owning stake in Silicon Valley Bank were the same people who were pouring their money into the bank. Mm. And they were the same people who were receiving loans from the bank. So basically this money was being tied up like solely in the tech field, literally just only. And in order to, so the FDIC insures $250,000. So if you put money in a bank and you put $500,000 in the bank and the bank fails, the FDIC only insures up to $250,000 of that money. Um, In order to lure investors and larger depositors uh, to Silicon Valley Bank, and I'm sure that other banks use this practice too, but I know that Silicon Valley Bank does. Um, they would ask you to put all of your money in their bank, like 100% of your cash, and, and make sure that you had no money anywhere else. And they would grant people who would deposit that money incredibly low interest loans, which is essentially free money. So they would, they would give their money to Silicon Valley Bank and in return they would receive basically their money back at such a low interest rate that that money was bound to be worth, that loan was bound to be worth more than it you're paying into it basically wow. as inflation goes up so it was almost like they were getting kickbacks which in and of itself would be illegal except the practice was not illegal for some reason, I'm not really even sure why it wasn't illegal yeah. but um
1: that does bring an interesting point. There was, in the article I read, they, they were talking about the, in, you know, our favorite president
2: mm-hmm. in
1: 2018 was rolling back some of these bank regulations. They are saying not such a big deal, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Why not let these banks do what they want? They, they've never burned us in the past. Um, And, you know, they, they were saying that it's possible if those regulations were still in place, they would have caught uh, Silicon Valley banks, you know, sort of sketchy practices and how much money they had in treasury bonds and say, hey, you guys are, like, you guys are not doing hot. You guys should maybe change that. Mm-hmm. But they didn't, and then, obviously, they fail, and now it becomes a huge bank story, and everybody's scared to have money in banks, and that's how you that's how you run into a little bit of a financial crash.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's a highly complex issue that, you know, most of it came from the fact that a lot of these – CEO is just pulled at the same time. But um, yeah. there's a lot of the backstory that led to that point. As you said, the deregulation, right?
1: Mm-hmm. um Deregulation, interest rates going up. It was like a perfect storm of how to make a bank fail mm-hmm. overnight.
2: It's hard to understand. They just like Silicon Valley bank managers just didn't expect interest rates to go up, which is like Emma. ridiculous. Yeah. They, okay. they were under this, they were under the assumption that interest rates were going to stay low forever, basically, because they, whatever, because economic growth and it's just not realistic, especially in a time of inflation for interest yeah. rates to stay that low. So yeah.
0: and from my understanding, the deregulation that happened, uh, directly tied to that as the regulations that were removed had to do with uh, how much of these assets you could have, right? right? Compared to how much capital you have. Exactly, yeah. And they were at an amount, a ratio that was dangerous and, and could lead to people being skeptical of, okay, if these assets depreciate at this amount, the bank is ruined. And that's the level right. they were at previously, which was closely monitored and regulated. Um, but now that Silicon Valley Bank has gone through this, it's kind of started a... A chain effect,
1: right, right, exactly. Um, and that's the scary thing, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think the point right now is there's been a couple more banks along the way, but the general sentiment is that it's kind of stopped, right? Like it's been mm-hmm. kind of handled.
1: Handled, yeah, sure. <laughs> but, uh, well, I mean, the, the big one right after the news broke was – Uh, There was a couple banks in New York, mainly Signature Bank, which is another big bank, about $110 billion. It's another, it's the same kind of bank. They're not invested in the tech industry. They're more like real estate companies and like New York, like billionaire type, like super rich people. Again, it's
2: just- crypto as well though. What'd you say? I think crypto as well too. That may be a different
1: thing. It's the same type. It's not your everyday bank where it's like, Everyday people are using this bank. It's like a couple people putting huge amounts of money into this one bank. So that when they decide that it's time to jump ship, it's a lot worse than if an average everyday American was going to pull their money from a bank. But yeah, once, once the news broke, a bunch of depositors from Signature Bank did the same thing. They started losing confidence in the small bank and went to go rush to put it in a bigger bank. And it caused that to fail too.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, the government response has been a, a hot topic question um, since SVP failed. Because immediately, you know, these people that uh, had the chance to lose all this money, because the money's only insured up to $250,000, these people have immense weight on politicians because of the immense wealth they have. So, immediately, hundreds of people start screaming into the ears of the government. You need to do something about this. And there's been, and you know, it's another hot topic whether, you know, it should be done or not. But I think um, the response that we've seen has been the correct one.
1: Yeah. I mean, nobody wants banks to fail. It's it's in nobody's best interests to have confidence in banks, Hmm. you know, diminished. So I understand the government is doing the right thing. There yeah. is there's a little misconception I think when we're talking about the government coming in and and essentially like giving money to to banks so that they can fulfill their obligations. It's a sore subject for a lot of people, but this one's a little different I think.
2: Yeah, this one is different mostly because when people think about banks, they think they, like when people think about banks in trouble, they immediately think about the the B word, which is mm-hmm. bailout, and um. They're afraid that, like, these banks are going to not be held responsible the same way that the Obama administration didn't hold banks responsible in 2009 when they bailed them out. They bailed out shareholders. This time is different because, uh, first off, it's I would say it's important to remember that Silicon Valley Bank, as much as it was a big bank for depositors in, in Silicon Valley, it was also... Acted as a regional bank for a lot of smaller depositors as well. And seeing a bank sort of go under, even though the FDIC insures up to $250,000, is still sort of troubling because that money gets frozen. People's credit cards you're not really able to use and whatnot. Um, second off, Thomas is right. When banks fail, sort of everything dies. So that's not good. You don't want everything to die. And, um, Third, the money that is being that is sort of being used to reimburse, you could say, I guess the people who are uh, who are the biggest losers of the Silicon Valley and Signature Bank are is, is from a, a trust fund of money that banks pay into. So right. when banks banks pay a fee to the FDIC and that trust fund has about a hundred billion dollars in it. So whenever this thing happens, it's actually bank money. That's being used to reimburse people. It's not, uh it Tax- wouldn't be the taxpayer dollars. Right. So yeah, it's that important. is
1: another important thing, I think. So yeah, we're not paying for it. The banks are paying for it.
0: Educate me on this, though. The money that's coming from the banks, though, isn't that from where is that money coming from? From the banks, if we know. The well, bank.
1: the banks bank so pay the know. FDIC to manage all the banks because it's in the the banks' best interest that the banks as a whole don't fail yeah so it's like it's like bank taxes you know it's and then that money gets pooled to deal with crises like this but isn't the argument
0: that that the money that the banks are making are, are somewhat through the average everyday person from the money that they have in the bank sure yeah
2: Typically and traditionally, banks make their money by giving out interest uh, or medium to high interest loans to venture capitalists. So Mm -hmm. if you want to start a coffee shop, you go to the bank and you say, hey, give me $100,000. I want to start a coffee shop. And they say, okay, we'll give you this loan for 5% interest. And they make money that way. Traditionally, that's how a bank is supposed to make money. Typically, banks make money nowadays by spending a lot of money in 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 low risk treasury bonds, which is what after Silicon Valley is over invested in. Um, but they um they use the money that they profit from that, and they pay a, a sort of like a a fee, a percentage of that to the FDIC. So that money is above board, I suppose. Mm-hmm.
1: Right.
0: Okay. Um, so it, it makes sense that I mean, and I was hearing stories too when this happened that companies were not able to get payroll out because this yeah. bank went down. So it's not just like these big corporations, big tech companies uh, like the CEOs and the the stakeholders are the ones that are are losing out. It is in some cases affecting the everyday person uh, who's just looking for their paycheck after their hard right. harder work. So it Definitely. it is yeah. It's good that there is the response to come in. So in those situations,
1: right. And I think they did a they did a good job. They immediately they said they put out a statement. I think it was probably it was it was right after the first bank collapsed and the the other ones were looking like they were about to collapse. They said. All depositors will be able to get all their money, all like all of it, no matter what they they, and and it's important whenever we say like, you know, I know we mentioned it already, but the stockholders of these banks are still losing money because their bank failed. It's Mm -hmm. just the depositors being able to access their money. It's not it's not anything, you know, fishy. Mm -hmm.
0: Which is good. That that helps with confidence.
1: Um mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is confidence because if if we as Americans get scared to bank and we all start rushing and and moving our money away from banks and hiding it under our sofas and burying it in the backyard then then we've got then we've got real serious issues. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Luckily, I mean even when this story broke, that that really wasn't at least my uh perception. I I felt like right. not even
2: and i think
1: i do i do think it's funny the fox news response is that they failed because they were woke but Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) i think even people on the right would acknowledge that what the biden administration did was the correct move and it it happened at in the correct time frame they didn't let it get out of control They, they nipped it in the bud
0: so how do you think this affects banks in the future in the fact that do you think they will be more lenient towards riskier investment strategies after seeing I this? think
1: I think this it really reopens the discussion that we haven't really been having in America since like maybe 2009 or like like back then like it's a a, a discussion that's gone dormant I think which is how much we should be regulating banks that kind of thing especially these smaller banks that like should be watching a little bit more closely than the the bigger banks that are a little too big to fail. I think it, it. I think in the coming months we should see Congress debating bank regulations a lot more than we have in the past and that's it's a good thing, of course. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I concur. Um so banks banks will fail. Banks fail. Banks fail, but our friend in that White House will not fail on his upcoming budget, which we have gotten a lot of information on since we last talked about uh, the debt ceiling and how we're going to pay for all this. So (laughs) someone walk me through what Joe R. Biden, how does he want to get this money? How is he going to get that cash? Yeah.
2: I love talking about politics, man.
0: I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at my boy politics, and the
2: budget. The budget is so exciting when it comes out every year. Is it? Because it's it's just a big wish list that's never gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until unless we live in a world where Democrats have a trifecta and there's no filibuster and everybody's on the same page in the House and the Senate.
1: With Joe Manchin, no Christian cinema.
2: No Kristen Cinema, no. Well, jo, well, there can be Joe Manchin, but he can't be the 50th vote. He's got to be the 50th first or whatever.
1: Joe Manchin can stay.
2: Joe Mansion can stay, but it's got to be Ruben Galileo or whatever is, however you say his last name. Um, but sadly, I wouldn't say that the man in the White House is not going to fail on this budget because it's not yeah. going to get passed.
1: He's definitely not going to. He's definitely going to fail. But it's okay. But it's okay. See him try, you know.
2: It's good. It's a very progressive budget, I will say. You're talking about uh, a 25% minimum tax on the wealthiest Americans. Um, It would hit Mm -hmm. those with who make more than 100 million dollars. It increases the corporate tax rate to 28%, which is what it was during the Obama administration. Um. It basically just repeals most of the Trump yeah. tax cuts. <laughs> basically. Um, yeah, it basically just goes back and 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 gets rid of a lot of that stuff. I don't know if Thomas wants to say some of the, his favorite parts of the.
1: Well, he's been he's been talking about you've you've heard that he's been hammering home. You will not have to pay taxes unless you make over four hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. That's his favorite line, mm-hmm. and I you know you saw that in this in in his budget. It's a it's a it's a it's a uh, He's repealing the tax cuts for people making more than four hundred thousand dollars, which is, you know, never going to make it through. But it's nice to see that he's targeting them. You know, mm-hmm. someone's on our side. Okay. Um, he, he he proposed one I saw that was interesting was he proposed uh, taxing capital gains at the same rate as wage income for Americans making over a million dollars. Which is be. right, exactly right. So so because you know obviously these when you get to a certain point of wealth you're not um you're not getting paid an income like like workers are so you why would you tax their income if they're you know it it makes no sense but it's nice to see that he's acknowledging it at least um yeah there's there's some there's some good stuff in here uh universal preschool and affordable child care
0: no americans
1: Uh, don't need that capping the price of insulin at $35, $35, which is something that, I don't know, I feel like Bernie Sanders has been talking about that since, since, since I was like four years old, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's nice to see that we're, we're slowly making our way over to some, some more progressive ideas.
0: So there's, he's it's, hmm, there's he's tons
2: talking and talking tons about. of... Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you can go ahead. Fine, I will.
0: So there's tons and tons of stuff um that, you know, uh, it should be law and, and it should be uh and it would be very helpful to the country, but realistically what of all these amazing things do we think is going to happen? If any. None mm-hmm. of it. None of it.
2: Um of
0: it. some of it has to
2: happen. I, I think maybe I would go out on a limb and say maybe shoring up the medicare trust fund and maybe the social security trust fund could happen and yeah.
0: that's only because the zinger he got in at the state of the union it yeah. might help
2: it definitely helped it definitely it helped. Might honestly helped i mean like they're not gonna repeal the trump tax cuts it's the gop house so right, you can exactly. throw out you can throw out tax raising you can throw out the child tax credit yeah. You can throw out anything that has to do with lowering the price of health care, child care, Medicare, anything, that, anything, anything that cares for people. <laughs> so the word care isn't it at all. <laughs> Obamacare, subsidies, yeah. its all none of it's going to happen. I think but sneakily... he has been relentless, relentless about Medicare and Social Security on the, on the stump. He's been on the stump and he's been I'm on the stump. Yeah, and he's been uh, really pushing it, and so is Trump. Trump has been hammering Ron DeSantis about how, when he was used to be in the House, about how he voted to raise the minimum age of uh, retirement mm-hmm. or for Social Security, and how he voted to cut Medicare, and how he voted to cut subsidies for Social Security and stuff like that. So I mean, like it seems like the two frontrunners for their respective parties' nominations are on board with shoring up medicare and social security so it does how it seems but we're gonna see how it ends up um when kevin mccarthy if kevin mccarthy ever decides he wants to release a budget which i suspect he won't
0: i mean we're getting there like it's been a month since we last talked about the budget like yeah we're gonna run out of extraordinary measures yeah sooner than later now
1: I think it was, I saw something that said, as soon as this summer, we could default on our debt if we don't, if we don't start, if we don't, first of all, raise the debt ceiling and then figure out how we're going to pay for everything. But yeah, I think the Republicans definitely know their base is old people. So if they're going to give them anything, it'll be the old people will get, you know, cut costs of medication, social security, stuff like that.
0: Honestly, I'm on the default side. Like at this point, I think it'd be funny.
2: I'm serious.
0: No, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. Like, I think that's what we need. Genuinely, I think that's what we need.
2: America just needs a nice reset of the global economy. I, I honestly,
1: I don't think that, like, real, like, establishment Republicans, like, like, when you, when you see Mitch McConnell, like, going out on, like, saying it in front of everybody, when he usually says stuff like this, he's going to be able to whip his his caucus, you know, to make sure that something, the debt ceiling gets raised at least a little bit.
2: You need, you need at least, well, you don't need any of the the Senate Democrat, or Republicans, because, right. uh, except maybe a couple if Joe Manchin decides that he wants to be a deficit hawk, <laughs> and he doesn't build the budget. But I suspect that raising the debt ceiling will have no trouble in the Senate. It's the house that's going to be an issue because the house is fucking nuts. I Republicans, in the, Republicans in the house are cuckoo. They
1: will let it. They will let it fail. I'm really? I'm convinced that they will.
2: What's the math? You need five Republicans? You just need five of the 221. Is it 221 Republicans? Something like that. Uh, I think you only need five of them to decide that they want to raise the debt ceiling. So you just need like. I, I can't even. I can't even think of five hmm. moderate Republicans anymore. Like Nancy Mace, Kevin McCarthy, if he wants to keep his job. No. Um. That's it. Like I can't think of anybody else that would be a moderate. Uh, uh Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania. Um. I know this. from. Uh, from our, um, from, from. From the seventh congressional district. Proud to say I voted against him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those are all people who I could see not wanting to crash the global economy. But I need a fifth person. I can't think of a fifth person.
1: We need we one more. You know, got him. There I- is also the 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 looming threat that Kevin McCarthy will be, will be ousted if he if he makes any sort of deal with with Democrats for anything. Yeah, so he's also got totally to watch back.
2: I my hot take is that Kevin McCarthy does not last past the debt ceiling. It's not even a hot take. What, that's yeah. Not- the first deal he makes makes, i feel like he's
0: out you really think
2: i think that it only takes one republican to oust him
0: i know but like then it goes to the actual vote right right and then it's the same thing as last time
2: first off matt gates wants us to default for no reason other than he's (laughs) a little (laughs) yeah
0: what's so wrong with wanting to default on the on the american economy
2: I just millions of people would die, Stephen. <laughs> it would be really bad.
0: Wait, what? Millions be... of people would not
2: die. The food insecurity? Are you kidding me? People would not if 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 America defaults on its debt. First off, they will not be able to pay for food stamps, right? Okay, so that's already like you're already talking about like hundreds of thousands of people who are on food stamps that would no longer first off, and then old people would start dying because Social Security checks would not go out um medicare people who are covered people who have let's say if you're diabetic and you need your medication medication or you have or you're on uh dialysis those people would not be able to get to the, receive their medicare benefits anymore
1: and i mean we've been riding on our perfect our perfect credit rating as america for quite some time now i feel like if oh, we I'll lose that if we lose that i don't know how how much longer we've got in the in the global economy are we, we're gonna we're gonna get overtaken we China, used to have a perfect India. credit rating
2: until 2011 and then the republicans ruined it by doing this thing that they're doing right now and then we got downgraded one credit rating because that's what, I, that's, that's what i'm saying though like no because we and in the end Stephen, in the end steven they came to a deal
0: yeah but only they after they fault. got
2: punished yeah Aren't, but right, those republicans oh.
1: Compared to our Republicans now, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you're they, would, like they, would they would call him versus
2: Kevin McCarthy.
0: Okay, but and, like all those things you just listed are very serious, and I don't want any of them to happen, like at <laughs> all.
1: No, but, but there's right.
0: two reasons why I think we should default. Personally, I think Who we really? deserve to default. To default.
2: Yeah. Okay. Like, why? <laughs>
0: Because we're at such a place with our government where it is so – it's gotten better, kind of. But we are at a place where we are so just lost and not giving a single fuck about anything where every single one of these representatives are bought out by big corporations and not looking for the interests of the everyday person. Like, yeah, fuck it. We don't deserve it to be this giant economy that everyone relies upon anymore. Not really, but it'd be, you know, we're, that's how it feels sometimes, looking looking from the inside out. Um, and second off, like, okay, it'd be really, really bad for the poor. And it'd be really, really bad for the rich. But, like, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities <laughs> for the middle guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> is that bad? Am I going to get canceled for that? Maybe.
1: The whole That's time you reality. were saying that to you, and I thought you were going to pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh. I
0: feel like it's like the recession. It's like,
1: yeah. you know, buy the dip. Buy the dip. by the dip, <laughs> by the dip just like... I'm just going right.
2: to make dip, man.
1: They should, they should just make it the first thing that gets cut if we lose our rating is Congressperson's, like, wages yeah. and then and then we'll get something passed for sure
2: when the when the when the government shuts down congress people don't get paid oh they're the first people who don't get paid
0: good yeah sadly, let's keep it that do they get it anyway some yeah. of them do some of them do but some of them actually really yeah. do need it though. it's
2: true like house mm. members who yeah. are not bought out like some of the unlucky ones <laughs> yeah
1: well maybe their campaigns are bought out but they're not getting any of that
0: right so for the Operation. record i do not want thank you america for to default <laughs> <laughs> but in some ways
1: but in some ways you do
0: in some ways in some ways we deserve to default because of our behavior
2: yeah bad behavior <laughs> we need, a, we need another spank
0: it. we learned nothing from our last spank they're getting yeah, our
1: credit. America does need a spanking, actually. I kind of agree with you on that. Uh. I think when you go vote, there should be a person designated right before you go into the booth to give you a nice, like, beefy spanking. And I'm i not talking, like, like a little pat on the ass. Everybody would want that. I'm talking, like, they they <laughs> bend you over their leg. Wait, so you're,
0: you're putting this on the voters
1: now? I'm putting it on every American needs a spanking.
0: Actually, you're right. Actually, it... If it is, if I'm going to put it on the government, it starts at the lowest level.
1: At the local level. You know, it's because they're not voting local. That's the reason.
2: You're right. We don't care enough about local politics. It's true.
1: Oh, God. That's the a...
2: one real point that we got out of this. <laughs> should we all, when, <laughs> when
0: New Jersey elections come around, we have, to, we have to talk some real smear shit about local New Jersey elections.
2: Oh, okay. I think that we should run.
1: Think... I'm already planning on running.
0: Joe has been trying to push Thomas to run for for weeks, months now.
2: Yeah, a solid month, at least. A solid month? I think he should. I think we all should. I think we should all... If we
1: all run and we just... Okay, how how about... Actually, good idea. New New idea. How about one of us runs, and then another one of us runs, but uses the exact same points as the other... The opponent so that we split their vote <laughs> and then and then whoever, whoever we choose to be the good guy actually gets voted in
0: see if democrats would see, were serious they would employ that strategy
2: they do this already not, this is no that no you ever heard of the, the libertarian, libertarian idea that i just came up with joe
1: so i don't know how they could use it already
0: <laughs> ironically the position of everyone should run for office is a right wing talking point at least it was a few months ago when steve bannon on his crazy Mm -hmm. podcast was pushing everyone to vote or run in local elections for republican uh positions to change everything at the state and local level to to make it harder for stuff like election integrity and school boards
1: you know if if there's one thing about republicans that i respect and there's not many Mm -hmm. but if there's one it's that they really they do actually kind of care about local politics sometimes yeah
0: yeah, it's always for the wrong reasons, but Right, of course. They are the ones who care the most sometimes. They're
1: the ones that are on your on your school board, they're the ones that are your mayors. It's them.
0: Mm-hmm. Democrats should- only care once they take something away, which is the sad reality of, of a lot of uh a, a lot of Democrat Democratic, you know, influx in voting. It's it's mm-hmm. when something bad
2: goes wrong. Exactly. Are we still talking about the budget? You know, everything
0: is technically about the budget, Joseph.
2: Yeah, that is yeah. true. I agree. I think it's, it's funny that you know, Republicans... Kind of are in that, and then maybe we can get some shit
0: <laughs> I hate that
2: goddamn... Uh, if everything is actually about the budget, then we could get everything done through fucking... Mm-hmm. What's it called? What's the secret backdoor way of getting shit done in uh, the Senate? I forget.
0: Um, you only get one. You get one a year. No idea. Um. Fuck. (laughs)
1: Mhm. I think it's funny that Republicans can just get away with, like, not releasing a budget these days. Like, it's gotten to the point where they expect so little from the Republican Party, that they don't even have to do, like, the minimum. Of, like, what- they don't have to have any position on anything ever again.
0: It really is just- this is what I'm talking about when I say, our behavior deserves it. Cause they've been doing this little charade since Obamacare. Since they were like, we need to repeal, repeal Obamacare. This is our plan. Yep, coming out soon.
1: Our plan's coming soon, and, and then, then it never does.
0: It still hasn't. The plan was no plan. It's
1: you know what you know what it was probably they they saw <laughs> this is a <it>. they saw <laughs> they saw what GTA was doing and and they decided that they were going to do the same
0: <laughs> with GTA six. <laughs> Yeah. release a or there's another game there's elder scrolls uh, mm-hmm. uh six and it's like they release a screenshot of the game and like some mountains <laughs> not even a date just some mountains like yeah it's a thing it's happening
2: i mean it's coming soon look coming. we're working on it, working on it. <laughs> You guys remember in 2020 what the Republican platform was <laughs> You know, against it literally, it was literally no platform. The platform was, we will do and support everything that the president wants to do.
1: Yeah,
2: and then that was what they released. They released a one-page PDF mm-hmm. that literally just said that, and that's what they're doing again. I mean, they realized that they don't have to put, be. I, I don't know. I don't even they know. That it works that are. I think it's unproven whether or not that, that that'll work. Because they lost in 2020, they didn't win big in 2022 when they didn't have a platform. Yeah, now they don't have a platform again. But at the same time,
1: at the same time, they are in control of Congress. You know, it's like we could say they're losing, but like (laughs) they're still like they're not doing anything, and they're still just as powerful as the other party.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and I mean, even. It really comes down to, you know, a lot of the time, the incumbent has this major advantage. And I feel like that's that's what they have right now. They don't have a plan. They have their media giant factory going off about wokeism and about gay M&Ms, which really riles people up. Um, hmm. And they're doing I'm all these horrible things. The <laughs> they're doing all these horrible things and at the same time doing nothing. And still... We're seeing, like, just, just, it's just chipping away so slowly.
2: Yeah. Republicans only want to hold elected office so they can do nothing and let the courts do everything, basically. Mm. That's the only reason that they want to, that's the only reason they exist, basically, is because they know that they can't do anything through Congress because it would be too wildly unpopular. So they just wait for the Supreme Court and local courts to overturn shit and do it for them. That's why they have plausible deniability. And it works. And it works sometimes, yeah.
0: I mean, it's been working a lot
1: lately. It's
2: been working a lot recently.
1: It's almost like better when they're not in the presidency. I know they can't they can't appoint judges, which is a big thing that they like to do. But mm-hmm. it's better for them to like say, "Oh, look how terrible America is because of our woke president," and then simultaneously not pass any legislation, not do anything to make the government run smoothly. Just, just cannonball straight into the government and and wonder why there's a big hole in the side of the ship
2: yeah i could get into a whole discussion about how historically that republicans don't know what to do when they're in power ever they always (laughs) fuck it up every single time and (laughs) they always lose big or when they're on they're out of power you could look at nixon in 74 you can look at reagan or i mean not reagan you can look at um H W in ninety two. You can look at Bush in oh eight, and like all these different Are times. Are you saying Reagan didn't fuck it up? Well, Reagan didn't lose bad. Yeah, yeah. But Reagan fucked it up for H W, who then reaped all of the, or or I guess so, sowed all of the, uh, um, all of what Reagan reaped. But.
0: It really all connects. It really all connects. Banks. Budgets, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> it all connects. That's what we have for you on this week's episode of
1: Half Past Goon. And an exciting one.
0: It was. Yeah. It, it was very complicated. Uh, the, the topics today. Um, yeah. Really, a lot of jef- different ways to to take them. Um, hopefully, next week it'll be something easier for little old me some normal (laughs) some normal politics um but other than that there is some exciting stories that we weren't able to get to today that by next week we'll have some updates on there's stuff about abortion um there's some more local stuff going on a lot on our agenda
1: and we're gonna get to you we're gonna get the facts to you straight to your ears (laughs) Only facts. Only facts.
0: And fans. Right. Um, So with that, boys, do you have anything else before we end off?
1: I'd like to say don't worry. Banks are cool. We're good. Everybody's good. Just don't worry about it. They've got it covered.
0: But if we do default and all the banks
1: fail? Yeah, but that's later. We'll talk about that in another podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that'll be next time.
0: All right. With that, Thank you so much for listening, watching, you know, just, just letting us soothe your day mm-hmm. and we'll see you guys all next time. Bye guys. Bye. See ya.